Hi friends, today is the 13th of June, 2012, and this is podcast number four in the Life Transformation Series by me, Adrienne A. Wallace. I wasn't going to record for a couple of days considering that this month's podcast series is a total of 11 podcast. And so with it being just the 13th of the month, I was really going to space them out. But here we are, number four. Um, and as I said before, I thought that the Life Transformation Series would be would be a difficult one. The Life Transformation Series is one that's based on material that really happens in the now. So it's very material-based and very material-focused. And I think that it is deeply psychological, um, if I may so, say so myself, and often emotional. Um, and in some cases, um, hopefully spiritual. I consider myself to be a bit of a mystic. Um, it is because I take virtually every circumstance that occurs upon me and um, that occurs upon our world. And I look for the spiritual context of that. I look to give it a spiritual foundation and to set and answer fundamental questions based on the design. I want to understand the identity and the purpose of most things. And particularly those experiences that are transformative in our life. I ask myself oftentimes, um, because people tend to say this to me, I ask myself oftentimes, should I have studied theology or spirituality and become a minister of sorts? Should I have studied social sciences while I did? Should I have become a sociologist by profession? And it really is because I react to the world in both spiritual and social ways. I really do feel like beyond, above and beyond describing myself as a mystic, that I am simply a spiritual being having a human experience. And so are you. I also understand that ministry is not just for ministers. Ministry is for anyone who chooses to use their knowledge, their life experience, their transformations, their perception to tend to and to heal the wounded hearts of the world and people around them. So anything we do can be a ministry, be it menial labor or a high professional endeavor, and those are really things of perception. We can transform ourselves through work, through interaction with people we know well, and through interaction with strangers. And I am looking at everyone and everything and trying to acknowledge the minister in each person, in each thing or rather the minister in ministry. 
Our world is transforming every day. So our entire lives, the life of the world is subject to transformation. And how do we make those transformations to our benefit? We need to look at things that we are experiencing and find out what is the most sacred definition of that. And that would mean what is the purpose of this experience? How does this experience bring me higher? How does this experience activate the chain of divine love? How does this experience transform from being perceived as negative into positive? And this, my friends, is very difficult in this particular time. Let me share to you some things not so specific to you, and something specific to all of us. First, start with all of us. So I don't do much in the way of subscribing to the news, or listening to the news, or reading the news, in spite of having had such a very long career in media, and news and networks being much a part of that. The reason why is that the news doesn't deliver all that is necessarily good. It shares with us all that is wrong. But it is still good to know and to hear and to see the news. So it's something I do rarely um, because I think it's important to watch what you ingest. And I know that oftentimes the local news or national news or world news, as they like to call it, it's fascinating to me that a singular network of media can perceive to know what's going on in the entire world, but there's world news. But it will deliver to us and has recently been delivering to us stories, a local story. A young boy in the Bronx of nine years old gets slashed with a double-edged razor by an eight-year-old. And the eight-year-old, he was arrested and charged with felony assault. How does that transform you? How does the very imagery, the very hearing, that an eight-year-old boy on a playground finds himself with a double-edged razor in hand and slashes the back, the neck, the back of the neck of a nine-year-old schoolmate. How does that transform you? The world's news. The world's news tonight shared or reminded us of the story of a crazed man 
eating away, literally eating away the face of a homeless man. How does that transform you? How did it transform the crazed man? He's dead. The police shot him several times, killed him. He is certainly no longer here in body. And that homeless man, they say he is recovering. He can eat and speak but he's missing 50% of his face. He is missing an eye and his entire nose. How does that transform him? Is he still homeless? Who's going to take care of him? Should we assume that his medical bills are all paid for or that the health care was rendered for free, gratis? How do these stories transform you? This is life. These stories are not stories, they're not fiction, they're reality. How does knowing this shift your purpose, your perception of your very life? A shift in purpose. It means that we move the focus on ourselves, from ourselves, to something greater. We respond, we say, Lord, that's crazy. We say, what is this world coming to? But we are the world. We are the world. And these transformative experiences that are occurring on life, lives around us, this bringing down, turning down of the light that we are all ordained to shine is something that we have to make a decision to adjust. How does this teach us to love greater, to illuminate for us to illuminate for us to bring greater purpose towards life's transformations that are tragic, we must become lighted in our thoughts. We have to try to be more insightful, wiser through the experience of others, through observation, quiet in observation, sure in our opinion of what we see, 
others experiencing, and how it makes us feel. The channeling of our personal energies towards radiating integrity, respect for human life, respect for personal safety, regard for our children, and consideration of what it is that could conceivably distress the life of an eight-year-old boy or the mind of that eight-year-old boy to make him feel so unsafe in this world that he would need to attack what the divine intends as his kindred. How do we foster a better way of being when life is transforming outside of our own sacred spaces? I avoid the media and the news and it's because I know that like ingesting too much sugar could make me ill, could make me sick. It could make me too big with that which is not good for me. Make me sluggish and make it hard to move about the world. However, Knowing what there is to ingest, knowing what there is that others experience outside of my sacred space, that, my friends, is what makes me conscious through life's transformations. So I implore you, I ask you to join me I don't know if mystics are born, made, or sometimes simply found for a moment, but I certainly am one. And as life transformations occur, I realize that we are not separate from others, that what we do to others is what we are literally doing to ourselves. And in that realization, my perspective, and hopefully our perspective, about life's transformations change. That completes podcast number four in the Life Transformation Series. Be well. Be blessed. Be conscious.